1: You are locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your hosts of this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review It'll help other fans of the team find us. When we're not here, find Chris over the team 980 with Pete Medhurst. Three to seven PM Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also find Hurst, Russell, and Medhurst on the Odyssey app. You can find Locked On WFT Pod on the Odyssey app as well. On Twitter, find Chris at russellmania Six Two One. I am at D Harrison Eighty Two. The show is at Locked WFT Pod. Today's episode brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices—all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Chris, couple days away from the second preseason game of the year for the Washington football team. Plenty of things on the docket to watch for. We're going to get into that, our final thoughts and our final kind of predictions, expectations for Friday night. Uh, but we've got some news today that's obviously going to impact what we're going to be looking for on Friday with two key players kind of swapping their availability for the game.
0: Yeah, and the one is kind of disappointing, uh, I think, for fans and people that have been interested in this story. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. You know, for me, I know just because I wanted to see how much better he got from game to game. But Samus Reyes, the young tight end who played in his first NFL game a week ago, Uh, David is not going to be able to play on Friday night. He was uh, missing from practice on Wednesday. Uh, Practice I wasn't at. So, just in full disclosure, it was more of a walkthrough type, uh, you know, through the paces, performance, and practice. But he has. Uh, been put in the concussion protocol, according to head coach Ron Rivera, and again, ruled out already for Friday night against the Bengals. And when you combine uh, the fact that Tameric Hemingway has been in concussion protocol and is probably not going to play Uh, on Friday night before we get to the other situation you know you look and you say okay you have Logan Thomas uh, you have the new kid Caleb Wilson who uh, they just signed you had one tight end that uh, Tyrone Swoops that didn't report they had one tight end uh, that they had signed Dion Yelder that they already released you know there's not many bodies to go around right now quite honestly Uh, again a kid who just got here the other day from Philadelphia is probably going to see some extensive playing time.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know it's unfortunate for Samus because you you want to see if he can build off of what he already put on film in, in the first game, and you know I'll, I'll I'll be honest when I looked at Samus Reyes, you saw a very talented player, a guy who it's very obvious why he's getting the opportunity he's getting, but then he needs some polish, right? He had you know he had the double catches, pretty much everything he caught was a double catch and and you don't want those especially in the regular season those are those get turned into to, to knocked up you know uh interceptions and, and they get turned into fumbles uh real quickly or they get turned into drops that should have been catches so you want to see him clean those up well obviously they're going to work on it during practice but this is the situation against C- the cincinnati Bengals. can samus reyes come here become more of a hand catcher stop bobbling the ball this was the opportunity to kind of start seeing that because i'll be honest with you chris i've been kind of on the angle of Samus is probably practice squad bound but I mean he was able to get open he was able to run his routes it wasn't perfect not Travis Kelsey type of stuff or anything like that but he was he looked like a football player out there except for the double catches so if if he would have come out against Cincinnati got rid of some of those double catches then you kind of start to get into where skeptics like me uh, can start to get into the whole maybe Samus has an opportunity especially with Hemingway struggling and you know stuff like that right now I feel like it's Logan Thomas, John Bates, and Ricky Seals-Jones. I think those are the three that mm-hmm. – those are the guys you're probably going to see in the regular season. But Samus, he was – he he is right on the cusp of really making that a uh, challenging decision. We've talked about it with other players. Give coaches a reason they can't cut you. Uh, and Samus was on the cusp, I think, of starting to kind of enter that conversation. So it sucks for him uh, to have to miss this next game, hopefully – it's not going to be an enduring concussion problem. That's the, the terrible thing with concussions is, is sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't really gauge how long it's going to impact a guy. Hopefully we can see him come back for the final game uh, and in some more practices Just maybe see if he can, can make that thing heat up again. You
0: no, know, I, I think that's a, a good breakdown uh, of the whole situation at large and especially, like you said, with the double catching. And remember, during OTAs and minicamp, How many times, you know, I had mentioned probably, you know, with you and we had a discussion that Samus was really struggling to catch the ball. Right. So that is one area that he's had to adjust to. The other is blocking. But yet Ron Rivera the other day called him, um, you know, uh, their most physical player at that particular position. Um, And he was talking then Samus, uh, I believe on Monday Uh, to us in the media and that was the first time I had seen him in person right Uh, at a press conference so you can see a little bit different from a zoom versus in person and his body language was one of just confidence Mm -hmm. and one of like hey you know what I know it's been a slow process so far but Man, I just played my first professional football mm-hmm. game, and 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 I'm starting to get the feel of this. Just give me a little bit more time, and 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 you know, Coach Pete Hayner is really hard on me, but I'm getting it. And I know I'm strong. I I know I'm a great athlete, but now it's just about learning this game and learning mm-hmm. angles and techniques. And quite honestly, it's something that you know, like Tim Tebow, who was cut by the Jaguars and who was trying out for the same position, didn't really get and understand mm-hmm. because blocking as a tight end is again as much about getting your hands in the right area and getting your angle the right way but it's also getting your feet angle and hands in position to make you most effective so that you can use your natural athleticism and strength and that's what Samus has kind of been working on both really both skill sets but not being able to play on Friday night kind of does derail that and it's not only not getting to play but you have to kind of wonder okay is he going to be ready to practice when they come mm-hmm. back early next week after the Friday night game presumably on Sunday maybe Monday depending on the schedule i don't know the answer to that question i don't know yeah. if anybody knows the answer to that question
2: yeah that's good that's going to be the most that's the most important part like not just missing the game obviously that that does suck uh, but how long is he going to be afflicted with his concussion? Because and and that's that's the scary part, and that's the unsure part, especially for a guy with so much potential. I do want to ask you though, Chris. So seeing Samus Reyes uh, in person, physically for the first time, bigger than you thought he would be, or smaller?
0: Like I, I mean, I, I've seen him. I should say. I should point out. I've I've seen him on the football field many times now. Um, in 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 person. What I meant uh, mm-hmm. was at a press conference, as opposed to Zoom. Uh, with his right. pads off, right, and he's sweat, and he's sweating, and he's soaked shirt, right, and and his muscles and his abs, which I'm just jealous of, are just ripping through <laughs> this workout shirt, this Under Armour-ish type workout shirt for uh, everybody that knows what I'm talking about. So, like, was he bigger? I don't know if he was bigger. What I will tell you is, God, I'm jealous of him. Number one. Uh, number two. Um, He, David, he, you would love him. Uh, And I think our fans would love him. He's so smart. He's really intelligent. He's super passionate and enthusiastic. And I know that doesn't mean you can play football. You don't. But I I, I really think they may have stumbled onto something here. It it might take the time, as you alluded. Uh, I'm with you. I think he'll start on practice squad. Uh, I didn't mention in our first little ditty there about Ricky Seals-Jones, who's made some plays, and certainly about John Bates. I mean, obviously, they're going to play on Friday night. But I, I think the right, th- the hopeful right thing to do would be to get Samus on the practice squad. Now he's got to clear waivers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and if he gets claimed by another team, that could be a risk. Uh, assuming that he decides to go, now he could be loyal to Washington yeah. and stay. I, I don't know. That'll be up to him and his agent. But boy, would I love to see how this story ends.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And then of course, you know, with Samus, you know, missing the game, and, and as unfortunate as that is. Uh, the quarterback race is about to heat up a little bit, at least in the depth chart, as Kyle Allen says he will be returning to play against Cincinnati Bengals. So, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think all these quarterbacks need to play. Now, I don't know if you're going to see Ryan Fitzpatrick for very much on Friday night, if at all. Um, I mean, the end like Ron's been kind of holding his his cards tight, but I think you need to see a lot of Taylor Heineke and a lot of Kyle Allen. Yeah. Uh, and and to me, I would play those guys for a combined three, three three-and-a-half quarters, and let Ryan Fitzpatrick play maybe a series, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Steven Montez mop up the game, uh, and that's what I would do. Kyle Allen needs reps. He obviously just got back to practice uh, on Sunday, has looked okay. Uh, Taylor Heineke has had a really, really rough week of practice, and a lot of people that I've talked to have said, you know, look, the guy's just a gamer, not a practice player. Well, you know, you need to be a little bit of a practice player in this league, or you need to be really good in the games, and he was fine. He was fine last week. I need him to be more than fine in order to make up for the bad practices.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, I would like to see Ryan Fitzpatrick get out there for a series just because you still want to see – some of that comfortability, get a little bit more experience with with the live bullets flying and, and the live defenders going in and the, pot- the potential of actually getting hit. But after like one series, get them out of there, get Antonio Gibson out of there, get Terry out of there and and turn it over to Taylor and Kyle uh, until, like like you said, the fourth quarter and give the fourth quarter to Steven, let him kind of mop everything up so that you can keep the, the depth chart healthy, hopefully. Uh, but other than that, I think you have your three quarterbacks. It's just a matter of where are you going to order them and who are you going to be able to rely on.
0: All right. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We are brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. You know, guys out there, there's a ton of makes and models and different parts that you might need for your car or truck. Well, we always suggest one stop shopping. And the best part is you don't even have to stop there right you can go to rockauto.com again from your kitchen table from your couch from your comfy recliner from your pool wherever you might be at your humble abode or at your office wherever and whatever part you need there's only one place to go and that is rockauto.com why choose to spend 30 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get it all, whatever you need at rockauto.com. They've been in the industry for over 20 years. They've been helping you out. They are big sponsors and supporters of Locked On and the Locked On Washington football team podcast, which we appreciate. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever 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 need at rockauto.com
1: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast
0: the Locked on Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David at dharrison82 on Twitter, me at Wrestlemania621, the podcast at LockWFTPod. WFT Pod. Uh, Coming up later, as always, we'll remind you how you can join us on the voicemail uh, and the email. We have a voicemail coming up. And we have a bunch on the remaining episodes of the week. Uh, but David, um, yesterday we we uh, got into it, uh, of course, about the team name, the team putting the video out. Uh, we told you about the, the Uh, suggestions that they put up on the scoreboard at FedEx field for a private viewing audience. My guy, hog farmer, Chris was out there uh, and, and others uh, real passionate fans uh, of this team. Um, You brought up something that I thought was interesting. We talked about the potential problems with wolves and I did some research uh, along with a mutual friend of ours uh, that works for Techna, the company that owns um, this uh, here podcast You know, we were going back and forth privately last night, trying to figure out the whole uh, 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 trademark thing with wolves and all that stuff. And there seems to be, again, as we've hinted and and talked about, a lot of problems. One thing you uh, brought up, and I think it was through a a, a fan, uh, was the possibility of having a name, right, like whatever it turns out to be, Commander Zamata, whatever, and then having like the defense be nicknamed, dubbed the wolves and still having the howling yeah. effect that we talked about and still having that cool kind of mantra, but not having the team name that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's, it's a brilliant idea. Uh, it came from Strick nine at spider Strick on Twitter. Our buddy oh, there. Is he interacts a lot Strick with, uh, yeah, he interacts a lot with what we, he sent some questions through Twitter before, um, And he's the one who brought it up and he wrote, and I'll read his tweets that I'm assuming if Red Wolves slash Wolves isn't the name, the D-line or some other unit is getting the Wolves slash Wolf Pack nickname and folks are going to howl anyway. Uh, Laugh out loud, they've become too attached to the idea to back off now. That's kind of on on the tip of what we were talking about yesterday about how fans have really kind of gravitated towards this name of Red Wolves uh, and the Wolves mantra. So whether you know, the team can make it happen or the franchise selects it or, you know, can get over the trademark hurdles or whatever there is, you know, fans have have definitely gravitated towards his name. And going from a military standpoint, like uh, if if you go with Brigade or you go with Armada, something that has a military tone to it, and I think it was, it was Turesh at Resh Manual on Twitter who mentioned like military units have nicknames. Mm -hmm. And, And I go back to, again, my military career, you might have your company you know that is that is the dragoon so for example one of my one of my early companies uh the one that i went to afghanistan with the 212th mp company out of germany at the time where we were the dragoons we have a 212th military police company dragoons my platoon was the fourth platoon enforcers you know what i mean so
0: yeah
2: but we're also enforcers okay. exactly yeah. and that's kind of what strick is getting at here so i mean it, it could be brigade it could be armada but then like he said and like some other fans have recommended too maybe the front seven is called the wolf pack mm-hmm. the the buccaneers secondary started to uh, they kind of nicknamed themselves the grave diggers mm-hmm. and that's kind of stuck in the fan base so uh cuz i think they 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 used it the, it's you know people talk about islands and they said you don't come to an island when you face us you come to your grave when you mm-hmm. face us we're the grave diggers that's kind of how they went about it um so stuff like that can happen and then i retweeted it to chris and i said look especially friday night Like if Chase Young gets home on Joe Burrow, Brandon Allen, whoever the Bengals have playing quarterback, and he sacks that quarterback, and in the crisp, cool FedEx field night, he howls at the moon, oh, it's over. It is over. Somehow, some way, the Washington football team fans – no matter what the name becomes, we'll, will carry on the wolves moniker in some way, shape or form. And it could be this way. And I think it's very interesting.
0: Uh, I think this is kind of a brilliant idea. The only thing that would make me go, I don't know if it can take off as fully uh, as it could in, in my idea in, or in my mind is, you know, because there are trademark issues, the team might not be able to kind of build the platform to really make it take off. Now, I don't think they could prevent, you know, them from putting wolves or whatever, or wolf pack or whatever it is, uh, or red wolves or whatever on the scoreboard and have the howling and all that stuff. What we're kind of talking about. I don't think they can prevent that through trademark and whatever. However, I don't think the team would then be able to turn that around and make officially licensed gear that says, right. Or like
2: tweet about it, make graphics, stuff like that. I mean, so,
0: you know, that might, there might be some work around that, that I'm not an expert in, so I'm not even going to try and uh, be an expert in, but I would say that's got a better chance, quite honestly, than I think wolves or red wolves as being the actual moniker of the team. So I like how Strick is yeah. creatively thinking. I like how you uh kind of um you know drew in the parallel uh to what you were dealing with at the time in Afghanistan. Um and, and you're right. I mean, teams can have, you know, kind of side little or units can have side little nicknames. Now, the question for me is whether it'd be Is it just the defensive line? Is it the front seven? Is it the whole defense? I don't know. I mean, I guess we can organically figure that out. Um, But one thing I would say is I think it's pretty clear this fan base is dying to have something unite them to make FedEx field for however long it's the home to make FedEx field feel special and they've Absolutely. never had it um capital punishment was a name that when chris baker who you know you know went to tampa and 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 uh you know had some swaggy. success here swaggy you know when when <laughs> when jason hatcher and um and 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 others were here before this current crop they they named themselves capital punishment the problem was is the defense never really did anything you know, they were kind of overrated and they didn't have a great defense. So that's, you know, that was yeah. part of the problem. So just be careful with nicknames. But I like uh, this yeah. idea. All right, quickly wrapping this up. Uh, the, the Washington football team announced uh, within the last day or so, uh, depending on when you're listening, that at FedEx Field starting this Friday night, you're not going to have to wear a mask if you're sitting in the seats, in, in, the, in, the, mm-hmm. in the crowd, even if you're not vaccinated. Um, They want you to but they're not going to be able to mandate that, however, if you're in the club level if you're in an indoor closed suite, if you're presumably in bathrooms, I don't know how they're going to regulate that they do want you to wear a mask, they do expect you to wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, Uh, are you surprised by this, are you okay with this, how do you kind of read that.
2: Uh, I'm a little surprised by it, but at the same time, and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, you kind of mentioned like, even if they came out, I think it's almost like making the policy fit the problem because the problem really is unfixable. Like if, if you go in there and you say, listen, if you're vaccinated, well, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. If everybody has to wear a mask, there's really not a lot you can do uh, to, to, to enforce it. Cause if, if, fans don't, you know, once they get in the building and the stadium, I mean, it's kind of like, are you going to arrest everybody, you know, or are you going to, you know, do you have ushers kind of walking throughout the game saying, Hey, you put your mask on or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those complicated situations, you know, that I don't think uh, is really enforceable. So if you're going to let fans back in the stadium, it's kind of one of those deals where you have to kind of trust, uh, you know, the, the adult population to make adult decisions and, and hopefully it doesn't, uh, doesn't end up poorly for the community.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, I, I just hope that whatever happens, uh, people understand, you know, that they're just trying to enforce what Prince, George, what Prince George's County uh, is also advising them with the CDC is advising them with the state of Maryland is advising them. And I think Washington has been one of the more progressive organizations in terms of trying uh, to get a handle on this. So, all right, good thoughts on that. We come back for one final segment right here, a little voicemail time. Ring it up, baby, on the Locked On Washington football team podcast.
2: And we're gonna do that thanks to our friends over at Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, NFL back in action. So you got prop bets, you got game bets you can throw those down on. If you need sporting information, including Major League Baseball, including UFC and MMA and NBA and NHL, when they come back, head over to betonline.ag before the next contest. Get your great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, that website, betonline.ag. Sign up today, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. We're wrapping up today's episode of the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82, at Russellmania621, and at Pod. And Chris, like we've done in so many other episodes, we love hearing from the Washington fans. We love hearing from our listeners. So let's hear from another one right now.
3: Hey, guys. This is the Washington Football Alley on Instagram. Again, this is the Washington Football Alley on Instagram. I just wanted to see what your guys' opinions were on Jared Patterson. After watching the preseason game, I think maybe it's, you know, instead of keeping four backs, they might get rid of Peyton Barber if Jared Patterson is good enough in these uh, last two remaining preseason games, but that's just my opinion. Also, would you guys rather see Antonio Dandy-Golden or Stevenson Jr. stay? Personally, I think we should give Stevenson Jr. another chance. but, you know, I know a lot of people don't like him for drops and muffle pumps and all that stuff, but I just really like the way he moves his feet when he's playing he's good, you know, and He's just electrifying when when he's actually you know doing good but anyway thank you guys for hearing me out go washington football again that's washington football alley on instagram thank you goodbye all
0: right thank you washington football alley david i just followed washington football alley on instagram i mean if you're nice to us we're going to be nice to you and we're going to be one go. big happy family and one inclusive uh family <laughs> so away we go you can uh Uh, David, are you on Instagram? I'm not aware if you are.
2: Uh, I am. I'm not. I don't really do much okay. on it. I, I'm not. I'm not worth All the right. follow. Well, let's I'm not. I'm,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm not worth the follow either. But I, I'm at Chris Russell DC. Uh, but I, occasionally, I do put up a video of yeah. practice and stuff that we can shoot uh, out there. All right. So here's how I'll answer the first part uh, of of the question, uh, Jared Patterson. I mean, we've talked about him uh, a couple of times this week since the game. Uh, I was surprised by him. I think they have been surprised by him how good he is as a receiver. Uh, I I love the fact that he, a couple of times on Thursday night, made somebody miss right at the point of contact, at the point of of the play, I guess, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. quickly, swiftly. And then the other day in practice, I saw him used as a kick returner for the first time. If he can do something there, I think that really helps his cause. I'm not going to say that right now I'm going to put him on the roster over Peyton Barber because remember, there's short yardage, which Peyton Barber is really good at, and then there's pass pro, which Peyton Barber is better at. So I still lean towards Barber, but if Jared Patterson continues to improve, he's going to get himself a job somewhere, hopefully still with the Washington football team and they might have to just kind of work out uh, the roster machinations, or at least on the practice squad, and and maybe that's the best possible scenario for the WFT
2: yeah absolutely and I mean you hate to see guys get poached off the practice squad if you can avoid it but that may be uh the the end result um the, the special teams contributions honestly I think that's more about Jarrett Patterson telling the coaches they need a fourth back versus replacing Peyton Barber I think I I just I, I think Peyton Barber brings enough to the field that the other running backs don't as far as that bowling ball uh ability I know he's a little bit smaller but he still showed some of that ability last week and if he showed it so shows it again this week, I think that's what he kind of brings that's unique to the field. And so if that continues, I think Jarrett Patterson is racing to 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 convince the coaches they need a fourth back instead of racing to replace Peyton Barber.
0: Uh, and just really quick, uh, a one thought on Antonio Gandy-Golden-Steven Sims. Uh, I believe that was the question. Um, I honestly don't have either one on my f- Right now on my 53, I would take Dax Milne first and DeAndre Carter second, and then those guys would come third and fourth. Uh, But maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, I know they like Antonio Gandy-Gold, and he was a fourth-round pick. I know they don't want to give up on him, but I need more versatility uh, out of my players when we're talking about a sixth wide receiver, uh, a a sixth corner, a fourth or fifth safety. I, I just need more versatility. Agg can play and cover special teams. I don't know how great he is yet, but he can do that. He just doesn't help me as a returner unless I'm missing something that they haven't shown me or anyone just yet. So I would lean me um, towards... Uh, again, Sim uh, I'm sorry Dax Milne won maybe AG AGG two over DeAndre Carter, but I would personally lean a little bit more DeAndre Carter over AGG
2: yeah I'm, I'm the same I'm the same way when you're talking about your fifth and sixth wide receivers, those are guys that you're not expecting to get on the field on a regular basis in your offensive packages and sets. So those guys need need to bring special teams contributions and and like you said to to a certain limited extent they kind of do. Uh, but I, I agree with you. So far, what we've seen uh, looks like DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne have kind of that leg up in the spe- in the special teams contribution, and they still bring some versatility to the, to the offense as well. If I had to pick between the two, I would probably go with Sims Jr. just because I think he kind of fits the mold uh, a little bit more of what they're looking for, and he can he can bring a little bit more versatility to the special teams. But then again, at the same time, AGG if he brings a little bit of that contrarian approach. Uh, as a wide receiver and as a special teamer, that could actually work in his benefit as well. So I mean, you could go either way there, but I- i'm I'm with you and what you just said.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for us on this particular episode, thanks to. Uh The uh, voicemail uh, there, again, as always, you can check us out uh, and leave your own voicemail. Have your voice be heard. We encourage a a lot of different voices so that it's not just us, so that we are the pulse of the fan. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. We'll probably be voicemail heavy on the next edition of LOWFT as we lead you up until kickoff uh, against the Bengals on Friday night. Also, if you want to email us, Uh, We have one of those waiting around, LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. And don't you know, betting on the WFT or the Bengals or the rest of the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Strowing's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Rosen. Thanks for listening, subscribing, downloading, and in with us right here on the Locked on Washington football team. Party.